Everyone today has an opinion about whether you should have kids or shouldn't have kids. Well, should you? We discuss this and more on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, a place for those who love to have fun thinking deeply. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, self-appointed chosen one, and with me as always is my playfully paternal co-host. Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and someone who has a lot of opinions on kids and raising them uh, without actually having any of his own. <laughs> same, same. There's going to be a lot of that going around in this episode. Um, so, well, I'm looking forward to having that discussion. But first, Nathan, if people do enjoy this episode, where can they go to find more of our content and engage with fellow overthinkers? They can go to the overthinkersjournal.com where they can find out more about their hosts and what we do. They can get in touch with us and send us all of their love mail or hate mail or suggestions for future episodes and guests. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you can also go to our group, our online Facebook group, The Overthinkers, where we have over 5,000 people sharing memes, sharing articles, and getting into great discussions and having fun thinking deeply. We want you there, so check it out. And if you do enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving us the review and sharing with a friend. The reviews really do help us reach more overthinkers like yourself, um, and it would mean so much to us. So uh, thank you, and good night. <laughs> That's all. Those, those are all the announcements. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, good, good, uh, good, good one there. Yes. So this is this is not scripted, folks. Live TV. <laughs> yes. I need a better oh. sign off. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. All right. So let's get started. So it seems that everyone today has an opinion about whether or not you should have kids. From your mom who wants to know when she's gonna have grandkids, to political activists who warn that too many kids will overpopulate the earth and drain its resources. It used to be taken for granted that a normal person would get married and have children, but that's no longer the case. Fewer and fewer people in the West are having children. According to a BBC piece, fertility rate, jaw-dropping global crash and children being born, the global fertility rate nearly halved between 1950 and 2017. And by the end of the century, the global, global population will be dropping and dropping rapidly for the first time in recorded history. Many people celebrate this news with pieces like America's fertility rates are falling, that's cause for celebration, not fear mongering, and why declining birth rates are good news for life on Earth, arguing that studies show people who don't have kids tend to be happier. So this is a sign that people are able to choose the lives they actually want to live. Moreover, fewer people means less of an adverse impact on the planet with concerns of overpopulation and such. On the other hand, researchers like Professor Charles Murray have warned this should be called a fertility crisis, warning that an aging population will mean not enough young people working to pay taxes to therefore poor people and grind innovation to a halt with innovations to make life better for people, you know, not coming to the past. Churches, of course, often talk about children being a gift from God and that being an obligation for people to engage in. Nathan, neither of us have kids, as we have noted already. But both that of us... That we know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> We're good Christian all right, boys. All right. All right. <laughs> don't, don't even scare our listeners. Okay, I'm like sorry, that. everyone. I don't know sorry. if our, all our listeners are that brave. Um, but both of us have expressed that we would like to have kids someday. Why do you want to have kids? And when you look at the world and the reasons that people give for saying you should have kids or should not have kids, which reasons do you find persuasive and which ones do not? Hmm. 
this is, you know, this is an, a subject I have been hearing about since I was a kid. And, you know, I grew up in a family who is prominent for being and talking on um, family issues. So my whole world that I grew up in was steeped in quote unquote family, children, uh, rearing, education, discipleship. So this is a world that I am deeply familiar with being that, you know, a family. And I grew up in a family of uh, four kids, which is by today's standards, pretty big. Um, and so this subject of should you have kids or not is one that it's close to me because I, uh, yeah, the, the family and kids and parenting is an issue that has been that I, those are the issues I've been swimming in since I was a kid. Um, and I remember this debate going on uh, in churches and things. And, and I remember, you know, um, churches talking about how secular culture wants us to stop having kids because, you know, it's going to overpopulate. And the Bible says, be fruitful and multiply and children are a blessing. And but then you have the practical implications aside from the, you know, just the social or um, the traditional ones like, well, that's what the Bible says. And, you know, you have the practical implications. Well, is there any merit to the overpopulation or um, is there any merit that not everyone should have kids? And I think that's something that people are just really beginning to ask now in the church. Uh, I think it's been, you know, kind of secular culture for a while, but I think, you know, you see a movement of people saying, I'm happily single, and that's okay. Or, you know, even couples talk about, I'm not going to have kids. And that's just what, you know, I've even heard that's what we felt God has asked us to do. And so it's kind of this uh, interesting balancing act between, all right, what does scripture say? What does culture say? And what does science say? And ultimately, what should we do? And I don't know if I have a clear-cut answer, but I will I'll give a few opinions on a few things, um, on a few of the issues at hand. One is when scripture says children are a blessing and be fruitful and multiply, I think it's true. I think children are a blessing. And there's plenty and plenty of studies to say that um, families are good, and, and big ones too, that families are good for our mental health, they're good for um, uh, society, uh, and the ultimately family and the health of said family is what creates um, a healthy society, all in all. Um, so family is a beautiful and good things, and children are beautiful and good things, and children should be protected and celebrated. I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Uh, so that is my my very first thing. I will say one caveat to this because we did have uh, Drew Johnson, the Bible scholar, on a little while ago, um, who uh, reminded us to give context to verses. And remember that when "be fruitful and multiply" was given as a command, it was when there were hardly any people on the entire earth. So the earth that is a good needed, point. yes, it, it needed to be populated, right? So, you know, let's do, not just take that verse and throw it in places because it feels good. That was a command for a specific time to a specific people when there are hardly any people on the earth. But now we live um, thousands and thousands and thousands of years later where there are a lot of people. And some would even say there are too many people. And to me, we can have another episode, right, on the overpopulation thing, because I, I think that's big enough for an episode on its own that we can talk about that and unpack that, uh, the ramifications and implications. But I really want to talk about more uh, on the personal 
note, you know, the personal, should you have kids? Not should everyone have kids? Should you have kids? And I guess my, um, you know, the, the Christian in me would say, of course, you should have kids. You should just get married and have kids. But in my study of psychology, and I'm not like, I'm not a, um, an academic by any means, but I, I have put a, a good amount of time in studying um, psychology and how to, you know, with my mental uh, health issues, it's been something that's been the forefront of my mind and my study for a long time. And one of the things I found is basically all of our health or unhealth as adults can be traced back to our childhoods. And so if you experience trauma as a child, you're going to carry that and that will affect your life and ultimately affect society on a whole for the rest of your life until you deal with it, until you get counseling, until you get therapy. You know, you look at most people who commit violent crimes had really unstable and difficult childhoods. Most people who who um, who perpetuate sexual crimes were they, they themselves had sexual crimes committed against them when they were children. And so uh, I do see that. Um, that while we can just say everyone should have kids, in studying psychology, I would say that no, that's not true. I don't think everyone should have kids. And you know, if I'm speaking to the to the specific you, not you, Joseph, just the you, whoever is listening. Um, Thank you for clarifying. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I would ask yourself, not you know, are kids a good thing? Of course, kids are a good thing. But are you in a position? Are you in a relationship? Are you in a mental? Um, place, a healthy state in which you can take on the responsibility of raising healthy, um, holistically um, fed, and, and I mean soul, education, spirituality, uh, kids. Because if you aren't in that place, just having, you know, a thousand kids will just ensure, uh, I, I, I don't know exactly how to say this, but ultimately, no, I don't think everyone should. Yeah, yeah. Paraphrase for me, Joseph. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I think, I mean, your point that, look, look, if you're a messed up person, you're going to raise messed up kids. Yes. To a, certain, to a certain degree, everybody is messed up, you know, where, if, particularly if we're Christians, but also if we just, you know, have a working prefrontal cortex and eyes, we can tell that everybody is messed up in some way. We all suck. But whatever, you know, messed up you are, you're going to pass on to your kids. And so yes. be able to recognize, okay, am I messed up to the degree that it would be perhaps better for, you know, society at large and for the children bringing into the world if I didn't have kids or if I waited at least until I had worked through some of this stuff, you know, yes. is an important question to ask. I think that that's, that is, a, that, that's a really good point that I think that um, people don't always um, bring up. And so I think, I think that that's a really good point. You like bring up children are good you know, uh, children are good, families are good. But I think at one time, sometimes we get into kind of this debate about, as you like, you sort of say collectively and about, <clears throat> because, you know, the Bible uh, and you, the Bible does pray singleness as well as families. And yes. so, and of course, you know, it, all the studies show, you know, that children do better in families rather than, you know, being, you know, that rather than somebody just deciding, okay, I'm going to try to, you know, raise myself, you know, obviously you should, you know, wonderful single parents out there doing a great job but you know so what the idea of saying you know that there is a place in this world that you know some people are called to be single and they're called to be single their entire life to work toward the kingdom of god work toward the betterment of society without kids and having room for celebrating that so not everyone is supposed to have get married and therefore not and everybody is supposed to have kids is an important thing on the other hand you know you get to this whole thing of you know where it's like 
but you still want most people in society to be having kids because otherwise you get into, you know, the problems of, oh, we don't have enough people to take care yeah. of the old people. You know, it's like, it's one of the things you're going to I say is at some point you're going to grow old. So somebody's kids are going to have to take care of you. And if it's not yours, it's going to be other people's. And so we do want a society where most people are having kids, but it doesn't mean that you specifically necessarily need to be having them, um, which is, I think, a lot of things where people kind of get confused on that aspect. Thing. I think that sort of to me, I guess, so coming from me, I sort of also have the same thing where I, you know, I grew up in a very, you know, uh, a loving, beautiful family where I had a smaller family, just two kids, but, you know, where, and I loved being a kid and, and loving my parents. And so I wanted to have that experience myself of having, you know, of, of having kids and raising them. And also, you know, group of the church where it's, you know, where having kids is sort of like, you know, is, is something that's bad. Although again, Episcopal church is, is still a little bit more like, eh, you know, about it. So like, you know, mm. I, I didn't have quite the same social pressure in, in the way. Um, I think for me, you know, most of there, there's a, there's a, a lot of reasons that people talk about, you know, whether they now I have kids or whether they think I shouldn't have kids, you know, that, um, uh, I mean, you know, my enemies don't want me to have kids all the time. He's like, we don't need to let Joseph lying around. But that aside, you know, one of the things I think are interesting is that um, there's a, okay, so I'm going to jump into a couple of studies here just, uh, but like most people, like, you know, the New York Times did a thing where they said like, you know, um, uh, people, why people told us why they're not having kids, you know, finances was the biggest one. Some of the finances, people being like, I don't think I can afford to have kids. The thing is, what's interesting is that that is that mo- there's a couple of things about that that are interesting. One is that people used to be a lot poorer and they were still having more kids. Mm. So, you know, so there, so partly what that means, means is I, I'm not able to have kids and support the kind of lifestyle that I think that I think in the modern world I sh- a kid should have and that I want that I want to have. But the other thing is, this was, I have to just make sure I'm getting, getting the right, uh, from, from the Journal of Economic Perspectives, one of the things that people point out, and this is actually something you can kind of say is good because it matches what we were talking before. Most people, um, the decline in fertility rate is, all, is mostly, decline people having kids is mostly due to the fact that people are putting off getting married. Mm. And so, you know, for kind of, so for culture warriors who are like, you know, we should, you know, on both sides, we're like, people should be having more kids. It's like, well, the problem you should really be dealing with is, you know, is helping people get married who want to get married. You know, it's like, that's the problem you should be really dealing with if you want to carry. And also the other side, people were saying, well, people would have more kids if you would just, you know, help us economically and help, you know, make it easier. It's like, well, that's not, that's good maybe, but that's not the real reason people are not having them. Um, the other thing that people say, like, I mean, again, people tell me, it's like, look, you're not going to be as happy if you have kids. That's my tiny box of dreams. Oops, sorry, Dad. Oh, don't worry about it, Timmy. My dreams were shattered years ago. How many years ago? How old are you? This is sort of what I hear, I hear over again. That's, that's sort yeah, of- This is an interesting point, yeah, that I want to spend some time on. People who are not happy if you have kids. Well, you have kids. And what's interesting, this is interesting that to me, is there's an article in The Atlantic, um, what being a parent really does to your happiness that deals with this really interesting and an interesting nuanced way. Because they say that, yes, most studies say that you are less happy if you have kids because 
you get to spend more of your life doing the things you want to do rather than the things you don't want to do. And mm. so just it's like when people rate their happiness, it's like, yes, I got to go out to the movies with my friends. I got to travel Europe. Like, you know, just like more thing, I get to do more of the things that I'm, that actually I want to do day to day. And so people report more happiness. What's interesting is that people report when they have kids that their life is more meaningful mm. and, and satisfying. And so it's interesting that those are two separate distinct things. And to, to sort of be where the way the article kind of parses it out, just for me to like summarize it for people, is that the difference is that people who have kids say that not only that they're that their unhappy times are also satisfying. Their happy times are, are satisfying and their unhappy times because their unhappy times feel at least like they're part of the happy times that they have. So it's like, I'm unhappy right now because I'm up at three o'clock in the morning um, with, you know, taking care of my kid. And so that when the poll person calls up and says, hey, so how happy are you right now? Yeah. You know, I, I say, I'm not very happy, but, I'm satisfied with the fact that I'm, but I'm, I'm glad to be doing this thing that makes me unhappy because it's going to be part of the happiness that I'm going to have later. And in funny well, that's enough, a good way to put it. I'm glad to be doing this thing that makes me unhappy. And I'll start and, up in a moment, but it's like, this is interesting because what we're hearing about, we, there's so much data about the fact that burnout is a thing in our society right now that is growing yes. because um, and burnout, it, like Psychology Today puts this out, and I think that American Psychological Society also defines it this way, the burnout is exhaustion that you find meaningless. Because it's like, yeah. okay, I'm tired, and I don't feel like the thing that is tiring me out is doing anything good for my life. So it's not even working too much or expending yeah. too much effort. It's expending too much effort on something that doesn't matter. Yes. And so, no, it's, and I love the, that. It's very interesting you bring up that study, because there are plenty of studies also that show that having kids actually expands life expectancy yes. because you have people around you, you have connections, you have relationships and, and it helps your mental health, believe it or not. I'm sure past the toddler yeah. age, uh, I'd yeah. say most yes. moms and dads are like, yeah, my mental health is not doing great in the toddler <laughs> yeah. age, but long-term you, you, um, it like, it staves off dementia and it, it, there's, it has ultimately, it's very difficult raising kids, but ultimately has, um, a lot of rewards. This, again, this is everything in life, right? Yes, when yes. you work out, it's no fun, but ultimately oh, yes. you're really happy when you get out of that place where your body is healthy, where you're not breaking down, where you can breathe better, where you can do things like better. So yes, this is not to dilute how difficult and even unhappy, unhappy. it might make you having kids. But Joseph, what you're pointing out from this article is it might be ultimately better, more meaningful, and have more long-lasting and um, fulfilling rewards should you. So ultimately, I, I do want to go back and, and say, yes, again, having kids, I think, is, is, is a good. I think people should have kids just like they should get married. I think marriage is a beautiful thing um, that many, perhaps most people, um, are, quote, called to. Um, but again, I want to return to this kind of idea of, yes, people should be having kids, getting married. These are good things that help not only society, but yourself on an individual, um, personal level, but 
you don't tell your friend who's going through tons of mental illness or trauma or to just go out and, and get married. No, you say, wait until you prepare yourself. Uh, and by prepare, I mean, you deal with your issues. You become a kinder person, more uh, serving person, more loving person, a more healthy person. And so, you know, part of my answer is, yeah, you should, you, I'm speaking generally, yes, people should have kids, but people should have kids when they're in a place to healthily raise them. Now, I want to say this with a caveat. If you are in a position where you are, about to have a kid that you didn't plan on um, that, and you don't feel ready. Um, you know, I, this is something I don't, I don't mind saying, and that this is a hot button issue, but I believe in life for kids. I believe in siding with the, I believe that kids are good and that um, the, that any life should be protected and allowed to exist. Um, and, you know, there's amazing places out there that support families and single mothers uh, you know, Save the Storks is a great place that gives medical care to people. Um, so a lot of things in life we aren't ready for. Uh, this is just the ideal. We should ready ourselves. But sometimes that doesn't always happen. Um, but ultimately, I believe that kids are a blessing and they are good. And that existence is beautiful and life should be protected. So that just needs to be said real quick. But oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. When we say, look, make sure that you're ready to have kids, we, we mean before the kid is there. Yes, um. exactly. Before the kid comes around. Because once he's once he or she is there, um, uh, there's a lot of things out there that can support yes, you, even there's... if you're not ready. And this is why, you know, uh, an idea of a good church, I'm not always tons of great churches, but when if you can find a good community that can help you and support you in that, it's a beautiful thing that come alongside you and fill in some of the gaps. Yes, now, and, and well, that's, that's the thing is there's a lot of organizations that if you are in a place where you, well, this is a, also a thing. I mean, we talk about is that, you know, um, you know, there's a lot of, unfortunately, the, the phrase, you know, it takes a village to raise a child has become politicized, you know, and, and, uh, but the thing of like, yes, if you are, or have children, you should be a part of a community of other people who are helping you to support you in that and yes. um and, and if you are in a place where you're i mean you are struggling with this i mean what was it the there's an article that came out a while ago that the nuclear family was a mistake and there's a lot mm. about the articles i think is problematic in his conclusions but one of the points he makes is that we used to have a society of extended families and so it's like you know and 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 we can argue about you know the merits and drawbacks of that but it's like oh yeah i mean like you know the two parents weren't doing this all on their own you know, it's, yeah. you know, the, you know, your other whole families were helping you raise the kids. And then you were also part of a network of extended families with other people helping each other with these things. And so, and, you know, hopefully you do live in a society that can, where the, even the government can help you. Right. Um, and fill in those gaps that are really difficult and that you need help in. And that's right. what a good society will do. But hopefully a good society will be filled with people who were raised by good parents right. who are willing to help and love and serve and come around people. Now, so, so here's the interesting thing I want to, I want to kind of um, ask you, because you've made this point a couple of times, which I think is a very good one, but it's, it's one that will require a certain degree of discernment, um, which is that you say like, look, you have kids when you are in a place, you know, where you think you can are healthy enough to have kids. Um, how should people go about discerning that for themselves? Because yeah. There's a certain degree of, again, you know, there, sometimes we're not always the best judge of, you know, because we say everyone's messed up a little bit, at least. What's the lines so people know, okay, am I actually so messed up that I shouldn't have kids? Or is that 
me just kind of you know feeling messed up and 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 thinking I shouldn't when I'm actually would be a good parent or maybe I think that I would be a good one but I actually not so what would be some tools you think that people would you could that people could have to help them discern that yeah well and real quick I want to answer the question and say um if you don't have kids it's not just because you're messed up some people no no no, no. yeah yeah weren't necessarily, uh, I hate to use this term, but called to have kids. That there, there are other things um, that you desire to do in life that, that, are, right. that are laid upon your heart, and that's okay. You know, Paul didn't have children. You know, St. Paul, who essentially started the church, Jesus, Jesus didn't have children, you know? Uh, so, he, he's not important. So having children is not the only conduit to a meaningful, good life, but it is a conduit, and it's one um, that has perhaps the greatest data behind it, but it's certainly not the only um, the only conduit to having a meaningful, good life. So first decide if, you know, children are something you desire and that you want and that there's this natural inclination towards. That's what I'd say. The, the second one is, I'd say, are you personally in a place um, in which you can see yourself growing every day. You can see yourself becoming, you know, it's, it's just in scripture. You look at um, uh, uh, love, joy, peace, pages, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, uh, self-control. Are those things um, in your life that are growing and that you feel like are active participants in how you make decisions and how you move out the world? Uh, number, number two, three, wherever we are, um, I'd say, are you in a relationship with someone who also wants that and who's also healthy? Or, and is your relationship healthy? And because, you know, if you bring children into an unhealthy relationship, that's only going to be poured out upon them. Um, are you and your partner in a place in which you feel that you are healthy and can support the help of a child who will be completely dependent on you? And then number four is if you're looking for signs that you are healthy enough and that you are in a place, um, look to your community. And you can, there's, communities offer us mirrors into how we're doing and to talk to mentors, talk to people and say, and maybe even ask them, do you think I'm in a place in which I can, um, you know, feasibly bring someone in and healthfully raise them and love them in a way that every child deserves and needs? And I think those are a few things that I think I would ask myself before having kids. Um, and of course, the financial one plays into this, I just don't think it's as important as the other ones, but I do understand it's becoming more and more important, especially every single day when we see um, economic hardship uh, around us all the time. So I'm not, I'm not dismissing that at all. That, that is definitely a big one. But I do know of many kids who had all the other things. They had good parents who were in a good relationship, who were in a good community, who grew up in poor homes and ended up amazing. So I don't think that um, being poor or being rich has as much to do with um, having a good family or a good upbringing, um, as some people would suggest. I think mostly it's, are you, uh, are your parents and people who raise you, um, loving to each other and able to give you love and can bring you up in a, in a loving community? Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. I mean, I, that, that was sort of one of the things I was thinking about is that, I mean, you know, make sure that you have people in your life that you trust their judgment, first of all. <laughs> And do and and even hey, you know, we we're supporters of therapy on this show. So like, you know, uh, if, does your therapist think that you're healthy enough to have kids? You know, as, yeah. And uh, does your community that and and again, people in your community who you trust their judge their their judgment. Not everybody, yes. <laughs> and, and and you know, and do they think that you're healthy enough to have kids? That those are some good barometers, you know. Um, uh, to get there. I was like, you know, we'll do an episode on singleness at some point, you know, because that will be a, a fun one and, and 
it's like and that's in, for me it's like that's you're right the as christians would sort of say you know there are different ways to build the kingdom of god yes. um and and you know again paul built the kingdom of god by just you know going everywhere <laughs> and yeah. preaching and helping people and i think that sometimes you know where where sort of people who are pro-family kind of get nervous is that a lot of times people are choosing not you know uh, are choosing not to have kids because not because they're trying to build the kingdom of god but because they want to you know just be more selfish and have time to be yes. more selfish and yeah, so yeah. but but again but if you are like i want to build the kingdom of god this way and this is the way i'm or you know, again however if you want to secularize that like you know make life better for others you know create human flourishing and that's the best way i can do it rather than it's that's a good way to say like you know i i can you know build build a better society in this way that's that's great and that's fantastic by the way um, i think i've made half I, I think i've made half people uh, half of the uh, the culture mad at me by saying kids are really good families are good uh verifiably so i'm gonna go ahead and make the other half mad at me by good. saying i you know I'm, I'm thinking about this now so i i reserve the right to take this back or have my mind changed but i don't actually think you ought to have kids if you don't want to oh he's a madman a madman now, let me clarify sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah, I because i don't think much good will come out of forcing someone who doesn't want to do something to right. do something and I, and I think, you know, investigate maybe the reasons why you don't want right. to. Um, and maybe they're just to totally holistic and healthy reasons. And that's right. okay. So I don't actually think making people or forcing or, hey, church, I'm talking to you, guilting people yeah. into having kids when they don't want to is really a healthy thing either. And I think that'll, you know, a lot, a lot of people go, I had this, I had these kids because I felt pressured in to right. doing something by a lot of other people, I don't think that's a really healthy place to raise kids either. And um, so I do want to make that known that I don't necessarily think that people ought to have kids if they don't want to. And maybe that will change. Maybe some at some point you will want to, maybe you won't. But I do think um, that if you do want to have kids, you should have them, absolutely. But make sure you're a healthy and whole person before you do. That's why I, I, you know, I sort of where I've sort of been coming from this is that <laughs> I agree, you know, if you don't want to have kids, you shouldn't have kids. But I like you said, investigating the reasons, because sometimes I think the reasons people say people don't want to have kids are not always necessarily true. Like, it's like I said, people say, oh, it will make me unhappy. I was like, well, okay, well, sure, there's data that yeah. says it'll make me unhappy, but it will make your life more meaningful. And there's also that. So I want people, if they're choosing not to have kids, I want them to be choosing not to have kids for reasons that are true you know, for reason, yeah. and not, not because, because they're, they're getting they're bad information that it's going to make their life more miserable or that it's going to, you know, things like that. I've heard people, you know, say, I don't want to have kids because I, you know, um, want to make a lot of money. I'm like, well, you know, that's fine, but I don't know that money will make you happy instead of kids. So exactly. look at the things you do want and ask yourself too about those. Are, are these things actually going to make me fulfilled and happy? So no, that's a good point, Joseph, that if you don't want to have kids, that's totally fine, but do investigate what it is you want and what it is you think will bring you fulfillment. Cause there is some data to say that that family will bring you fulfillment. Um, and there's data to say that other things will too, but definitely I think with everything, all, you know, anything that we do, we ought to be investigating why we want things and why we don't want things. Um, I think that's a really good practice to implement in our lives, no matter where we end up falling. You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Cool. I mean, I think that that's a pretty good place to wrap it up. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think my, my last word would be children are good and a blessing from God. And um, 
make sure you're healthy and ready to have them. And when you have them, love them and encourage them so they can bring goodness and joy to the world. And if you don't want to have them, go find another, uh, go find something else meaningful to fill your life. Cause that's possible too. But yeah, we love kids and we also love people who choose not to have kids. So that's a really non-committal answer from the overthinkers. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I think that, you know, yeah, children are beautiful. I think that most, I think that, I think that most people, and I think it's, I think the most, most, the big problem is, you know, if people, a lot of people I know who don't want to have kids, don't want to have kids because they think that, that it's going to make them unhappy or because, and, and it's going to make them happy and that it's bad for the world. Um, or because that they don't think that they can afford it financially. I think that, that, you know, or, but again, because, because they're not married. And I think that, you know, and it, I think that if you worry about it being because you're unhappy, you know, it, it's, it's, I, I think that that's, I think that, you know, it will make you, it will be, it, it will be a fulfilling, meaningful thing to you. I think that that's something that's maybe less, should be less of a worry for you. If you think you have something else better to build the kingdom of God, that's great. I think that financial, like you said, you'll probably actually be better life with kids and a little bit less money than um than otherwise um i think that i do think that you know the big problem we have is people most people do want to have married and have kids and are having trouble actually making that work and that's sort of the real thing that we need to figure out how to do and i think that's partly you know as a community we need to help each other with that but um yeah, yeah. cool all right then um, two guys who don't have kids tell everybody to tell have everyone that what they should yeah exactly yes that's <laughs> That's what I think everyone should take from this episode. Um, but yes. again, this is like this is why we think it's valuable. We do want to have kids. Why we think it's valuable, even with all the other stuff. Yeah. Going on. Why we both, yeah, desire to have kids. Because yeah. yeah, exactly. So take it that way, if nothing else. Yes. Um, we'll definitely have episodes on the singleness and the overpopulation and stuff where we talk more about that. Um, at so we we time. know this conversation isn't fully comprehensive. So exactly. save your emails. Yes. We will be down the line covering it's those questions. Hard to believe in like 40 minutes to an hour, we can't tie, <laughs> tie everything up in a conversation. At once. Who, who would have thunk it? Yes. Uh, all right, cool. Um, so. Uh, now we're moving on to blesses and curses. So, uh, of course, obviously we're picking, um, you know, works of art and media resources that are on our topic uh, that we think that you will find valuable, will benefit you, or ones that we think are awful and we think you should stay away from. So, Nathan, do you have um, blesses and curses in that uh, realm? I do. I'm going to bless something that everyone's probably really tired of me blessing, but it's really, I think I might've even blessed it last episode, Probably. but it's, it's just a really good example of, I'm going to, this, of the beauty of family, of having kids and what that can bring to your life. It's called yeah. Road to Avonlea. It's a series that was made in, in yeah. Canada, um, I don't know, a few decades ago, but I grew up on it. And it's a turn of the century piece about uh, this family, the Kings, and, you know, there's aunts and uncles and you follow different um, factions of this family on Prince Edward Island. The turn of the century, it's beautiful, it's sweet, um, it's funny, it's enticing. But it, at its heart, what it shows you is the beauty and hardships, by the way, but the beauty and goodness 
of family. You have aging family members who are supported by their family. You have people who are lonely, who, are, who have kids around them. You have, um, so it shows kind of this holistic, how beautiful family can be and what it can bring to your life uh, in such beautiful, beautiful ways. So I love Road to Avonlea. And again, I always say this, this show is where Ryan Gosling got started. So if you want to see him as a kid, go watch it. But it's really, really good. I love Road to Avonlea. Um, and then I'm going to curse. I only watched a few episodes of this. It's a show called Shameless. I, years ago, I was like, oh, what's this? About a big, funny family. Um, I know people love this. I'm really sorry. This show is every reason. Like, if I watched it, I'd be like, yeah, people should not have kids if I took it too seriously. <laughs> because it really is an example of, maybe it's even a good example, but um, but of how unhealthy parents can really, really hurt their children. And just having tons and tons of kids um, when you're not in a mental or emotional or spiritual state to bring them up well will have a hugely detrimental effect on those kids and ultimately the world at large. And so it's really just a movie that, or a TV show that just kind of details and follows um, a, an alcoholic traumatic dad and all of his kids acting out traumatically. And I just think, well, it's supposed to be funny. I think it's very sad. And unfortunately, I think a lot of people connect to it probably because um, I think, unfortunately, we have a lot more trauma now and a lot more of us were raised by parents who handed that off to us. But um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think that's something to laugh at and revel in and, and giggle at. I do understand that there's value in humor and being understood but I think it it almost kind of um, uh, it revels in in family trauma and family quote curses and I and I and I don't love that it makes me sad watching it when other people were laughing like well this is just normal and I and I don't want that to be normal I don't and maybe it is and it's unfortunate but I don't want trauma to be a normal thing we just kind of laugh at now I think this is a serious thing that affects a lot of people and I want to encourage healthy people having healthy families so we can live in a healthier world. No, there is a way of doing, of, of doing shows. Again, I haven't seen the show, but like, you know, there is a way of doing stories about trauma that, that doesn't treat it. I hate people using the word normalizing, yes. but that, but that doesn't treat it as if that, because that this is all that you can aspire to hope for. Like this is normal and there's not something better. Um, yeah. Normalizing and, trauma, that's a good way to put it. And, and, and it's like, no, this is trauma. And this is, again, because there's a lot of, I remember family comedies in the 90s that showed incredibly dysfunctional and toxic relationships. And was like, oh, this is just what being a family is like. It's like, National no. Lampoon, yes. No. It's just like, we yell at each other all the time and that's just what it is. And it's, it's like, like, no. No, it's not. It's so bad for kids and ultimately the world because those kids grow up to yell at other people. Right. It's like, it's like it's, that's that's a toxic family. It's not what family is. And, and there are shows that do that. So I, I definitely see that that's problematic. That's a good, that's a good pick. Um, um, I mean, again, having not seen the show, what you're describing, that makes Well, I saw sense. like, you know, two episodes and I was like, okay, no, fair <laughs> so I could be really unfairly cursing so it, maybe, but maybe I couldn't make it. Yeah. Tell us if we're wrong about Shameless, but at least you understand what we're saying, that whatever that thing is that that does is not good. Um, yeah. So, okay. So yeah, I'll go. Um, I'm going to bless. I always like it when I'm able to bless a new movie that's come out that I've seen that I can recommend, even though it's probably out of theaters by the time this episode comes out. It's a movie called um, Everything Everywhere All at Once. 
it is a fantastic science fiction film about a family and about a, um, a mother realizing that of all of the choices she could have made in her life, their, her commitment to her family and her daughter is most important. Mm. And um, it's a sci-fi about the multiverse, and so and it's and it's an action comedy, and it's it's just it's a beautiful and creative and fun movie. Obviously, it's an R-rated film, and the people who are making it are not Christians, so I don't agree with everything in it, and it's not for everybody. But it is an incredible piece of filmmaking that does show that life is meaningful, and it's meaningful when you choose the important people in your life and love and commitment and family and parents and children. And so it's a great representative of that. Uh, it's a great not a sock in the jaw to nihilism and a great celebration of, um, of, of a parent and child relationship. Um, mm -hmm. uh, with I, I'm going to curse a movie that's actually going to, it's half 90% of people are going to not have heard of. And the 10% who have are going to hate me that I, that I curse it. Um, but it's a movie called something anything and it's i call it our art house eat pray love um okay. but it's it's about you know a, a a woman in a marriage she's not happy with and she did she was um going you know they, she had a miscarriage which is very tragic um but the but the response to that by the protagonist first is to give a whole monologue that the director thinks is profound about why having children is a meaningless enterprise. And mm. then in substitute of that, she decides to go off and have a pseudo spiritual, but still just basically, I want to be selfish and hook up with my ex guitar boyfriend guitarist. Um, Sounds as, meaningful. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like, that's the better substitute with, a, with, you know, as, and uh, I just think that that's incredibly toxic. Like that's, you know, when people, get all culture warrior about people should have kids like that's what they're responding to is like you know oh this is meaningless this incredible is and this other thing that i'm doing which is is more meaningful and that's that's you know, you know we didn't mention this in the episode but it's kind of interesting you talked about in the west how this is kind of this idea um we mentioned that most cultures in the east outside of the west see family as like a given like of course you're going to have kids it's that's much more celebratory point. of family and children in that way. So it's interesting um, that the same people often criticizing the West very often are recognizing that um, outside of the West, family is even more celebrated, um, which is interesting. So but it, the, is yeah, interesting irony, it is interesting irony that the, a lot of the biggest critics of the West are also the ones that have values that the rest of the non-West would find most, um, uh, uh, most abhorrent, obnoxious. There's, there's an irony in that. Um, but uh, whether right or wrong, it is ironic. But that idea in that movie, that would be to many of our friends who live outside of the West, there'd be, they, they would, there'd be no way they watch this movie and go, oh yeah, that's great. Having like, people take stupid. this seriously? Is this yes. a comedy? Is yeah. This, and this has to be a satire. Going and sleeping with your rock star ex-boyfriend, that's meaningful. And what, yeah. world, you know, so... No, that's an excellent point. And we have a, an, an international audience. And so like, that's, I hope you like, that's an interesting aspect of this for, for people who are listening to us who are outside the West, this kind of weird thing going on in our culture, right? And now. we would love to hear actually your feedback on this because, yes, you know, we are in the West talking about these things in the culture of the West. We would love to hear your feedback on kind of these issues from a different perspective that we don't have. Yeah, I know we would love that. Okay. So um, I think that that's it. That's, that's it for us. So Nathan, 
Uh, if we people want to get in touch with us, again, they've loved this episode, they want to engage with more overthinkers again, or they just want to get in touch with you, where can they get in touch with us? Where can they get in touch with you? Uh, they can go to the overthinkersjournal.com and they can also go to our Facebook page, The Overthinkers, a private group. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can go to nathanclarkson.me or you can search my name, Nathan Clarkson, on any of the socials. And you can check out uh, some new books that I just had come out. So uh, definitely Google my name and check out my books. And Joseph? Absolutely. You can check out my name on, on any of the socials as well. You can also find me at justfilmstudios.com and you can find me on um oh you can find me i write regularly on uh religion and movies at religion unplugged so you can check out my work there all right well thank you so much everyone for listening and remember if it's worth thinking about it's worth overthinking about